I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Sponsored by Treeball Soft Mints. That was the marvellous PJ Harvey with The Glorious Land. And I'm Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and I'm with Emily and Gareth. Good morning. Hi, Frank. The sun is shining through the window mm. in Golden Square, and uh, that's absolutely marvellous. I'm a little... Uh, I'm a tad fatigued, Are I'd you? say that. Well, I went to the Comic Relief uh, doodle. Oh, you were night. down there. Oh, God, I was down there. <laughs> I'd say it's probably... The worst place to watch Comic Relief. Comic Relief, it? yeah. Because what it is, is the screens in all the, like, these, you know, green rooms and bars. Mm. And no one, is, the sound's not really up. And mm. uh, you'd have hated it, Emily. It was what quite, do I want? It was very, how can I put it? It was very competition winner. Oh, I wouldn't have liked yes. that. <laughs> yes. I saw a blue nylon wig on the way in. I thought, is this for me? <laughs> uh, but, um... And then a woman came up to me, a woman I vaguely recognised, um, I think oriental, uh, middle-aged, mm-hmm. and she said, oh, you, you remember me, I was on your show once, and I oh. thought, no, here's, here's a difficult moment in the making. <laughs> and I said, oh, God, how are you? <gasps> what I should have said was, who are you, but I couldn't get the word out. <laughs> I like you for styling it out, Frank. Yeah, I, you have to style it out. <laughs> and um, she said, so, are you... Uh, do you live in England now, or are you living in Ireland? <gasps> and I thought, ah. Oh. She thought you were gay man. Yeah. Did she? Yeah. Gay burn. Yeah. I did have one. <laughs> I thought I'd covered it with um, germaline, but no, maybe she spotted it. David Trimble, I was thinking, could it be the Reverend oh, Ian Paisley? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I was saying, Ulster says no to someone at the time. Actually, I was a bit more polite than that. I said, Ulster says no, thank you. If he'd have said that, I think he'd have won. I think yeah. people thought, actually, he's quite polite, the Reverend yeah. Ian Paisley. Anyway, I, 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 I'm thinking it's it's my proverbial um, Graham Norton estate. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I think it could be But right. did Graham Norton oh, ever yes. live in... Did he live in Ireland, Graham Norton? Or, or did she just think, <laughs> well, you're Irish, you probably live in Ireland? Yeah, He lived probably. in Ireland at one point. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm sure this woman didn't know him when, when he oh, was right. a child. She could have been... She had a hint of dinner lady about her. <laughs> Well, she could have been a yeah, family retainer, nanny of some sort. Yeah, she could have. She was certainly a water retainer. I don't think there's any question <laughs> about that. Anyway, um, that was that. And uh, I, I don't, I'm not quite sure. I'm pretty sure it was the Graham. She probably thinks, oh, good old Graham Norton, he's doing well, you know, now. On the, uh, she probably thought I got me late night chat show back, you know. It's, <laughs> it's the big comeback. Little did she know. So, um, so I what- spent most of the night pursuing David Badil, who I never found. Oh, oh, he was there, was he? I heard he was in oh. the building, and people said to me, oh, yeah, I just saw him oh, talking... Oh, he was in the building. Yeah. <laughs> they said, I just saw him talking to Doctor Who and his assistant. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they said to me, I and mean, I couldn't I couldn't track him down. It was a bit like, where's Wally? That is, that well, was it's hard when Alan Yentob's in the same building. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, they were, yeah. <laughs> Separated at... Well, not even at birth. <laughs> right. They were about 30. <laughs> when it Anyway, if you want to text us about anything, such as where is David Baddiel, you can text us on 8, 12, 15. Of course, he could now be in a different time, yeah, couldn't he? Yeah. He could have gone to um, Scandinavia in the 18th century with uh, if Doctor Who got drunk. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Doctor Who can I ask you something about Doctor Who. Ask me anything you like about Doctor <laughs> Who. <laughs> yes, I'm ready for this. Go well, on. I saw him. I watched a bit. Two of... hearts. <laughs> Is that what you're going to ask? No. I watched it on television last night, like a muggle. I wasn't down with the celebrities, oh. but I watched it. I was in one of the presenters' houses. But... Yes, exactly. Let's let's not spoil it completely. <laughs> yeah. But um, when Doctor Who comes on, Frank, he does a funny voice. I didn't know. I thought that was the actor's actual voice, but he puts on a silly doctor's voice, doesn't he? Are you he? sure this was Doctor Who, was it, a Dalek? <laughs> <laughs> he puts on a, what do you mean he puts on a silly voice? I can't do an impression of it, but he, he talks a bit like that. I'm the Doctor. And I thought, well, is that your actual voice? No, that's K-9 you're doing. <laughs> that is absolutely K-9. You've got completely mixed up. You think he's a funny chap, that Matt Smith. He's, uh, he's, I find him a bit metallic. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, that's, uh, so he was, was he being Matt Smith or was he being the Doctor? Who, David Baddiel? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, if David Baddiel finds out there's a doctor in the room, he will go and talk to them about insomnia or some sort of wart-type phenomenon. Wow. Yeah. No, I, well, he was being... I, I presume when he was knocking about the corridors, he was, um, he was Matt Smith. Yeah. We did. We Gareth and I ran into one of the comic relief celebrities with you yesterday, though. So that we did see exciting. one of the. We saw that Lorraine Kelly, didn't we? Yeah, in Wagamama. Who'd oh, have thought that? I know. I know. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was an exciting moment. Um, uh, I think I'm going to play the next song for uh, for former DJ and pop quiz host Mike Reed because he he banned oh. it once. Oh. That was Two Tribes, uh, Frankie mm. Goes to Hollywood. Frankie Goes to Hollywood, of course, would have been the per- perfect soundtrack for me getting waxed last week. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, just struck me that. So I made a terrible error before I said that song, and I, I had to make, a, on, of all things, I had to make a musical error on this mm. show. Mm. But I said that Mike Reed banned um, Two Tribes, and he didn't, he banned Relax. Oh. No, but he should have banned that, because he just, Frankie just said Sex and Horror are the New Gods. Yeah. It's a little bit racy. <laughs> No, but I think that is the the family motto of the Reeds, <laughs> if I remember That's rightly. Something he very firmly believed in. Them. What happened to Mike? Is he still? Uh, he'll be on. Uh, he'll be he on. Does musicals uh, on John Radio Wyvern. Yeah, that's where he'll be. <laughs> that's my guess. Frank, we've had a text in. Can saying, I just say that yeah. Mike Reed once? You know, you once had a play. Wrote a play. Um, who was it about? And it, John Betjeman, he wrote. It clo- was it about Oscar Wilde when it closed in one day, yes, that one? It, it yeah. did, did one night and it closed. Yeah. And he said, well, they interviewed him the next day, he said, I'm not bothered about it. He said, uh, it's like Charles Dickens at the time, you know, he was completely obscure when he was working, no one knew who he was, but now we talk about uh, Dickensian England. There was two major problems with this. One that was Charles Dickens was probably the most yeah. famous man in England. <laughs> it was very big. When he was, when he was working. Yeah. And also the suggestion that we will at some point refer to the late 20th, early 21st century as Reedian England. <laughs> <laughs> it just, I, I doubt that will But who knows, you know, history yeah. can play tricks on people. Exactly. Mm. Um, Look at David Starkey. <laughs> Hi, Frank. Did you add the horn to that PJ Harvey track? In a way, I add the horn to every track. That's what I like to think. But no, it's not a horn. It's a, it's a US cavalry bugle, for God's sake. Mm. No, it's um, it's on there. Um, I uh, that was in two two seven. Yeah, we like I say, me and um, as you might know, my uh, my girlfriend's sister is living with us at the moment. Yeah. So me and my girlfriend and my girlfriend's sister. Are... 
We were driving around Gloucestershire the weekend listening to that PJ Harvey track. And when I first put it on and the bugle came, because the bugle doesn't feel like it's part of the track, I, I, I kind of assumed the Dukes of Hazard were <laughs> trying to overtake. And I was, I was in their way. But no, it is, it is part of the track. Actually, speaking of... Um, speaking of the my, triumvirate. Yes, of the triumvirate. Yeah. Um, we, um, we, uh, we had a bit of a moment in the household oh. this week because I was interviewed in the Radio Times this week. Oh, I missed that. Well, I haven't read it, obviously. And um, people still read it. TV Times, does oh. that still exist? I don't know. Does it? I don't know. Daisy's nodding in the corner. She has been yeah. a news agent for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't been in since the paper round. She loves a Murray Mint as well. Is that her? Don't, yeah. don't, don't mention that on this programme. <laughs> oh, the sponsors of me. <laughs> oh, I can't. I'm sorry if, if there's anyone from uh, our sponsors <laughs> listening. Can I say that was that? Murray Mint's a vile. <laughs> So, um, I would rather have my tongue ripped from my throat <laughs> than accept one of those. We'll probably find they're made by our sponsors yeah, now. Anyway. Are. Anyway, so, meanwhile, back with the triumvirate. Yeah, so, nice picture, and it says, you know, Frank Skinner and his girlfriend, but mm. uh, uh, there was the caption, but the picture was not Frank Skinner and his girlfriend, it was Frank Skinner and his girlfriend's sister. Oh. Oh, man, it's got... Oh, it's all, dear. It's all got so, very... So what happened? Well, uh, my girlfriend took it quite well. Did she see the funny side? I can imagine Kath would. Um, Yeah, I think she saw the... um, You know, there was a tear in the eye, but I think think she was all right with it. There wasn't anything in the picture to suggest she was your girlfriend. No, certainly not. Okay, that's good. What, we were a bit sullen and... uh, (laughs) (laughs) They'd clearly just been a row. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, I had a big red hand mark on the side of my face. (laughs) Oh, no, there was nothing like that. I, I, I recently got photographed with a friend of mine. Mm. She's called uh, Emma Bronges, right? Oh, yes, yeah. I'm familiar with her work. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, me and her were photographed at the opening night of a theatrical event. Yeah. And the next day it said in the paper, uh, Frank Skinner with friend Brannigan Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> well, where, where on earth? Oh. I don't know, I, I wish that's... I had that name. What a brilliant name. It is, it's name. a brilliant... I mean, if you're going to make up a name... But I looked her up to see if there was, if they, you know, if there was such yeah. a person, but I couldn't find a Brannigan Spencer anyway. <laughs> you see... It's but a... if ever I check into a hotel um, uh, undercover, I'm going to go for Brannigan Spencer, because <laughs> Brannigan could just as easily be a, a man's name. Yeah, it? it's a great name. Sorry, I interrupted Well, I was just going to say, I've been photographed with you, Frank, and I think I got... You see, there are different grades of what you're called. You can be and companion. That means you're old, generally, if you're oh. like... Oh, no, I, I didn't get and companion. No, so bad. <laughs> they're very young. Frank Skinner plus guest. Yeah. Don't really like that. It's a bit of who no. the hell are you. Um, you can be... Friend, you can be. And friend. That usually means a strong hint of uh, sexual chemistry, I mm. find. I fear my days of and stunning companion are over. However... Um, and his date, Frank Skinner and his date for the night. Sorry, should we have jumped in then, Gareth? No. I should have jumped in and said that, don't be ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. Um, and his date for the night, I'd be happy with that. Yes. You sound a bit of a good time girl, a well, bit Well, I, I, I had 200 T-shirts printed with that on once. <laughs> no, it, it was, um, it's a bit awkward, the whole thing. But, uh, but it's, 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 well. it's, it is, it's going, the whole thing's going lovely, don't, don't get me wrong. The great thing about living with uh, Rachel, my, my girlfriend's sister, is that she's very uh, light sensitive. She's oh. like a sort of a, a newborn mouse. In oh, that a plant point. of some sort. So when she comes into, because well, there's a lot of windows in in my uh, in my flat in the main room. So when she comes in in the morning, 
She's got the dressing gown and the big dark glasses. It's like living with Jackie Onassis. <laughs> it's very exciting. It's the first real hint of showbiz I think we've had in our flat. And I'm, personally, I'm loving it. Frank Skinner. Radio. Oh dear, there was a bit of an activity. Um, mm. Again, I don't want to get too domestic this <laughs> week. But um, I, got, um, I got an email. Was it an email? Yeah, it was a, an email from, um, from my girlfriend's sister. Mm. And it was a picture of a well, sort while of... while you were in the house? Well, she was, they were away, oh, so okay. the two of them. Mm. And it was a picture of a sort of country mouse. If you can imagine a, a cuddly toy... Country mouse. Oh, yeah. And uh, dressed in like a Victorian dress, holding a, a sort of um, lace trimmed straw boater at uh, crotch level <laughs> and looking quite um, hang dog, if, if a mouse can look hang dog. Sheepish, shall we say. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a menagerie. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it, the, the mess said, We've just bought this. And oh. I thought, and I could see from the scale of it, it's a bit three and a half feet high. This thing, and I thought, oh, no. oh, I don't understand. So, um, <laughs> so when it, when I finally ca- came to see it face to face, turns out to be a, a vacuum cleaner cover oh. <laughs> that they saw in a charity shop. <laughs> it's a big, bulky, slightly frightening figure. Mm. One pound seventy-five they paid. Oh, it's in a good price. <laughs> see, see if you go out into the country, you can still get the bar. That's a nice goodness. price. So I'm thinking, uh, I'm kind of liking it on the vacuum cleaner really? uh, because you know the va- vacuum cleaner. It's an ugly thing. It's a practical. You know, it, it doesn't. It's Speak not supposed to have any beauty. I've got a Henry. Very happy. With I'm it. not sure about a Henry. I've always had that thing with a Henry that it looks so tragic when you see one in a skip. <laughs> <laughs> It's terrible. It's like being at a, a clown's funeral. I don't know if you've ever been at a clown's funeral. But anyway, um, yeah, so I'm thinking I'm going to get covers for all the, the the less beautiful things in the house. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I've already got on the... Do you remember those old toilet roll covers that used to have the crocheted woman in the crinoline oh, dress? Oh, doily. Well, Love now it. what I've, I've got is I've just got... I've, I've got a little model of the head of uh, Britain's fattest man. <laughs> And I've just put that and then, th- like, a sort of skin-coloured uh, stretch thing <laughs> oh, over the top. God. It looks nice. um, fabulous. <laughs> so that's my... Um, if anyone's got any hints for things I could use to cover ugly domestic items, mm. and um, please... No. No remarks about the wife. Lee <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that- Max arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so... Uh, we've had an extraordinary uh, text message in. Oh, really? Well, the subject line is the census. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't know they were texting in the census. <laughs> Make it a lot easier. Um, I, it says, I was wondering um, if Emily would mind if I claimed her for the census. Yep, fine. I, okay, <laughs> done. <laughs> Still done. I, no, know, I, know, I know she's essentially homeless at the moment, wow. and, and I found filling in one person, no guests, quite depressing. So I thought I could add in some people of no fixed abode. Cheers, Stephen Luton. Oh, that's where you've lost me, Luton. No, it was, it was, it was, all, it was all going all right. You then. have lost me at Stephen, to be honest. But Luton's <laughs> oh, come on, it could have been Stephen Fry. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, Stephen Luton, you sound really nice. And what a lovely offer, Frank. It is. I might mm. need to take him up on it. Well, what um, are you going to be on a census form? Because you are sort of in Well, I don't know, homes. but when I was discussing this at some stage, Gareth informed me, re- he was very angry. He said, it's the 23rd of March, you have yeah. to get an invite. It, it says on the, f- on the okay. census you have to fill it in on exactly the 23rd of March or as close as possible That's to that That's this date. week, isn't it? Yeah. 
Oh, I don't know. I'm no fixed abode. Can I just say staying with celebrity? (laughs) Yeah, you could say that. (laughs) Yeah? SWC, that's a special (laughs) option you get. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a little box for that? (laughs) Staying with celebrity. Tick following celebrity. (laughs) Right Reverend Robert Mm. Ronsey. It's made, it's made specifically for Madonna's children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're rocking. I feel we're rocking. I don't know about you. Mm. Okay. Yes, we've had, and we've had some lovely emails in during the week. Um, dear Emily, Frank and Gareth, in alphabetical order. Oh, my goodness. EFG, yeah. love it. EFG, yeah. Um, I am a big fan of your podcast and listen to both the weekend and not the weekend episodes, but have found this commitment has developed a small problem. I've found that my internal monologue has developed a West Bromwich accent. Oh. When going about general day-to-day tasks, I've found... Can I say that's a bit odd, because my internal monologue <laughs> is broad West Indian. <laughs> really? <laughs> if I have any at all, I feel inside my head, well, this is a moral dilemma, and no mistaking. And I don't know where that's come from. I think he's watching a lot of cricket as a young man. Oh. Carry on. Um, when going about general day-to-day tasks, I've found I have a... WWFD, what would Frank do attitude to any situation I find myself in? Oh. Have other people developed this, these symptoms and is there a cure? What oh. would Frank do? What would Frank mm. do? That's it's coincidental it's because I'm going to do... You know that programme, um, I've never seen Star Wars, where oh, you, yeah. have to, you have to talk about um, stuff you've never done. Mm. So I've spent much of the week talking about stuff I've never done rather than what right. I would do. Mm. The three things I'm doing on the show are uh, cocaine, drinking and driving, and having sex with a Native American. So, look out for that one. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Owls about that man. (laughs) (laughs) It's my Jimmy Savile impression. I'm I'm, I'm still having a problem with the wobbly bit at the end. Are you? Story of my life. (laughs) <laughs> it was an exciting moment during that record, and I loved that record, so I was yeah. excited about the fact mm. it was playing. But then yeah. I just I just made um, a, a casual throwaway remark about having a physical union with a Native American. And as, <laughs> as I put the music on, Emily said, oh, I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought that's absolutely brilliant? Well, that's awesome. But then, what wasn't so awesome is that Gareth started getting up yeah. some lists. I'm a d- bit distracted. I'm on nativecelebs.com seeing who this person could have been well, it's, it's quite a range to choose just, from she hasn't just fallen in love with celebrities I, I, I know don't. yes I have oh yeah sorry <laughs> sorry I, I don't know where I got that information <laughs> from so Burt Reynolds is apparently part Cherokee Burt Reynolds oh, no, I'm, not look, I'm not looking I'm looking I'm, I'm thinking feathers here I don't want someone who's <laughs> Chuck who's, Norris who's well down the line Chuck Norris. Norris. It'd be great, though. It would be a very good bloke to fall out with. <laughs> then you could tell friends, I'm going to chuck Chuck Norris. <laughs> James Earl Jones. <laughs> James Earl Jones. Well, is he just going to say names and then you're going to say names? <laughs> in a way. We could do that all morning. <laughs> I'm guessing he was... Was it something like Dangling Squirrel? No. They've all got names like that. No. Dances mm. with Divas. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's called now. Yeah. And it's not dances. Mm. So did you put a brave face on it? That's what I want to know. We were talking about someone said they've got a, a Frank in a monologue um, mm. and asked themselves what would Frank do. Someone's just texted and I've developed an Emily in a monologue. Stroke attitude. Should I worry? Robin Guilford. <laughs> oh. Yes, you should worry. Frank. You're going to get ideas above your station, I fear. 
How dare you? Well, they're, you're all right. You're actually living the station. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but for anyone else, that could be endless frustration. Frank, um... um you were talk- we were talking earlier. Well, you know, we had that text. Oh, we were talking earlier. Well, we were. About Just what- let it go. I hate people going about the past. <laughs> OK, I'm not going to say what it was, no, but no, you would quite on. like it because it's a what would Frank do. Oh, OK. Yeah. And we've had someone text in a what would Frank do. It says, Frank, I have a dilemma. Me and the missus have our two very good friends living with us. They have now got together, but she has turned into, I don't know how to pronounce this, I believe it's chimera of a being and upsetting the balance of the house. Should we tell her to leave? Dan, 28, Chelmsford. Is it Chimera Seal? <laughs> now, um, chimera is a sort of a monstrous woman, isn't it? Yes, yeah, a mythological Oh, I should know what that monster. is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't it on your passport, on the occupation? Yeah. Um, so, so when he says two friends, he means, yeah. he means a male friend and a female friend. Yes, exactly. So now he's got a couple living with yeah. us. See, that's that's mm. always a mistake, I think. Really? Because I think it's like it's like the two um, alpha males. They both want to make the house their own. I, that's, Tell me about it. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> this studio. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Me and me and Gareth have been known to rot <laughs> before now. Yeah. So so what is the problem exactly? That- well, he's just saying they're both their friends, but they've got together, and it's obviously made her quite awful. And they want to tell her to leave, but because they've got together, what does it, what do they do? Mm. They're now a couple. Because they want to keep the other one. Yeah. Well, they want to engineer a massive split between <laughs> them. I'd suggest a bit, a bit of perfume sprayed on his coat. Right. Similar. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Moustache really hairs on the bra strap. <laughs> a novel by Beryl Bainbridge. Oh, I haven't said that for ages. Oh, lovely. It is a difficult one, but I, t- I think a couple living with you, because you, then you get all there. See, we've we've gone for a single person, and mm. then th- they basically hang out with us. Is the idea? Yeah, idea. I'm not uh, liking that. We have another one here. It's Robert here from Melbourne. You may remember me from the one man, two watering cans and a bag of loofers email. Who wouldn't? <laughs> I, I have a moral dilemma. I was listening to the weekend podcast yesterday and laughed. Now, not to look like a madman and laugh on a quiet change, I changed the laugh into a cough. At which point, something flew out of my mouth into the hood of the person in front. Do I? Oh, well, hold on. What, what does he mean? Something flew out of his Some, mouth. A bit of, a bit of something. Oh, maybe feel sick. Something. <laughs> oh. Maybe spit. Maybe a little bit of food. When he said it into their maybe hood, does he mean their local area? How <laughs> <laughs> far did it go? I think the problem person was. <laughs> we're talking flame in the hood. <laughs> Is that what we're talking? Should he one let them know? Two try to take it out quietly. Three leave it. Take oh. it out. out what, oh. what level of solidity has this got? Well, the problem is if it's, it depends on the weight of the uh, mm. of the projector. Of the matter. Have they yeah. been knocked unconscious? Is the question. Well, I mean, if it was very heavy as well, and say if at the st- if the railway station they have to ascend stairs to get out, they mm. could go up, and the weight of the hood could take them backwards. Mm. That could be quite dangerous. I don't like the option of let them know. That seems a terrible no, idea. I don't no. imagine saying, "Sorry, I've just gobbed in your hood." <laughs> I mean, I, that that would be courageous in the extreme. Oh. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Also, you know, on the bright side, when that hardens, mm. he could put that hood up, and that could save his life. You know the old, you know the yeah. old World War One soldier with the with the yeah. Bible in the pocket mm. and mm. the bullet. Somebody could hit him over the back of the head with a baseball bat, and the, once he's got a good crust on that, that could save his life. Like a helmet, yeah. Like Perfect. a helmet. Touch for the very first time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always say. 
Well, I don't know if I've exactly taken... T- I'll tell you, it is, it is a moral dilemma I had. I'll leave you oh. with this. This was a, a genuine moral dilemma, dilemma. I was on um, the platform at New Street Station. Actually, speaking of snot on a bus, I must tell you this first of all. I went and had six teeth out, and uh, my, um, my <laughs> face was completely numb. And I got on the bus, and I sensed people were staring at me. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought, well, my mouth probably looks a bit out of place. You know, you, you know your mouth's not quite straight mm. when you've got the... Um, it's not massively it? straight now, darling. No, I know that. <laughs> but I had the, uh, the you know, I, what do they call it? Anesthetic, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I got, I felt people were looking, and uh, there was a sneaker. <laughs> and uh, when I got in, I looked in the mirror, and both my nostrils, had, had, I looked, I looked a bit, when the light caught it, I looked a bit like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> That's right. It looked as if someone had to be Hulk Hogan's stunt double. The, the moustache hadn't turned up, and I think, well, I'm going to have to form this out of my own bodily matter. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Anyway, here's the, wow. here's the dilemma. I was on New Street, uh, New Street Station in Birmingham, and I was having a... I got the urge, and I went to Burger King. That's the bottom line of it. Oh, and, nothing um, to be ashamed of. No. And... Um, a, um, it depends on the urge. <laughs> but uh, 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 what, I, what we used to call in the old days, a tramp came up to me mm. and he said, uh, oh, give us a bite of that burger, will you? <laughs> <gasps> oh, God. And I had to make my moral maze decision. Maybe you can guess what I did. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute. Radio. So you, you had a run-in with a tramp. People have suggested what happened next. Yeah, yeah when I, I, so I was on New Street Station and, and a tramp... Can you use the word tramp? Is that politically correct? Of course you can. OK, yeah. a tramp it's a came... Job. Thanks. What are they Is it do? a job? A tramp <laughs> came up to me and said, can I have a bite of your burger? Well, it's, it's a difficult mm. thing, especially there's more bread in his teeth than there was on my burger. Carry on. <laughs> um, someone has... T- did you spit food in his face? From 560? Oh, I would never do. I mean, it looked as if a lot of people had. <laughs> but no. No, that would be... I I come from a generation where a tramp was seen as quite lucky. There weren't many about yeah. when I was a kid. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> it was if you... I mean, you wouldn't shake yeah, hands with one, but to see one was... it was the, They were in the same league as the black cat. Mm. OK. Frank, there's another suggestion from 560... I bet you told the tramp to go first and multiply. Oh, he's, so he's got it wrong. So he's retexted. Right, go first and multiply. Yes. <laughs> I did it with a stammer. <laughs> <laughs> that was meant to say go forth and multiply and get a job, is what he suggested. Because there's a place called Firth. Yeah, it sounds like mm. go, to go to Scotland and multiply. Yeah, I wouldn't say that to a homeless person. I've only just arrived. Exactly. <laughs> send them straight back. And then the last suggestion from 437. A lot of anonymity, read the tramp. Mm. Um, you either tore a piece of the burger, ate the majority and left him the last bite, or took one big bite and gave the rest, or fell to his knees and wept. Fell to his knees. I don't know what. Well, I do. I liked him, but not that much. <laughs> Who'd fall to a tramp's knees without breathing apparatus? It would make you cry, though. Well, it certainly would. You're quite right. I tore a piece of the burger off and gave it to him. Oh, and it was, I was very pleased that I came up with that idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was no meat on it. Just, the, just a bit of bap. <laughs> but he was glad of it, I thought. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. The softest, mintiest show in town. Sponsored by Tree Bar Soft Mints. Absolute Radio. I think it's our second anniversary on something like Wednesday this week. Is it Wednesday really? This week? Yeah. Wow. I mean, you know, they come and they go, these anniversaries. I'm fed <laughs> up with them. 100 shows, two years. <laughs> Who cares? Anyway, um, I'm just glad to be here. I don't know about you. <laughs> My age. 
Anyway, you can text us on 8, 12, 15 about anything you like. And I mean anything. Mm. We had a letter, didn't we, from uh, from our old friends, the Philly girls. Remember saying about the, there isn't enough... Um, yeah. The, the great textings that never happened that we talked about. Yeah. They said, as it's your two-year anniversary, you should throw out some of the textings that never got answered. What happened to the topic, most evil man you ever buried in a field? That would have been, I thought that would be a great phone-in. I was yeah. talked out of it. <laughs> most <laughs> evil man you I ever can, buried in a field. Although we got Dave from Essex. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Or, the best... Actually, Simon Weisenthal would have, would have won that hands down. Yeah. Next. Or the best, why is life a grotesque pantomime? Yeah, you see? <laughs> How lovely to hear from the Philly girls yeah. again. They actually give their, all their names as well, which is... Samantha, Leslie, Aria, Cassie and Erica. Oh, we miss you, girls. Really Love to you all. But, uh, yeah, why is life such a grotesque pot- pantomime? Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> I, there aren't enough of those kind of. I'd like to do. Um, who's your favourite um, German literary figure? <laughs> That's our phone in this week. Should we go for that? I've got my own, but I'll keep it quiet. I was. Okay. Um, there keep, is. Um, keep your powder dry, for goodness yeah, sake. I find that if I'm a bit da- if there's problems if life anything's yeah. annoying me, I often turn to German literature. And I was having this same conversation with um, Chaz from Chaz and Dave. Wow. And he said his dad was just the same. He said to me, uh, when me rock and roll music wakes him up, Goethe. <laughs> when the poles knocked England at the cup, Goethe. When the kids are swinging... Oh, always, always. Swinging on the gate, Goethe. I can do this for an hour. Mm. Oh. So, yeah, so that's... Um, that, they turn to Goethe. I'm, I'm uh, you know... What's, I, what are you? Well... I'm going to grasp one I'm, myself. I, I think I'm a bit Herman Hess, if it's bad news. Yeah. <laughs> I'm grass, he's Hess. Where do you stand in this debate? Um, I'm trying to think who's... Is Kant German? Yeah, he looks German. <laughs> He'll do. <laughs> I'll do. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, looking forward to those texts come pouring in like an avalanche. <laughs> <laughs> like some kind of a crazy avalanche. We, we haven't done, like, a proper texting for people to text no. in. No, that's true. And that, I, I like. I look forward to the. T- I think we've got the brightest listeners on radio. I'm not just saying that because you're listening. I just well, saw the text. That they're, they're little do, works of art in their own right. Well, there was this. You know, there was a story this week saying talking about people eating out, and we eat out a lot, don't we? I go into going to restaurants and things. No, we do. Yeah, we don't. You know, we keep We're, it cheap. No, in fields, <laughs> spare ground, <laughs> picnics. Yeah. Yeah, restaurants and things, that's what generally. I know, in strictly speaking, eating in, but... This survey was talking, though, about people's um, top restaurant gripes. So the things they find most irritating, and the and top of, of the list was tables put too close together, which surprised me. Quite a specific gripe. Mm. So they didn't want to be too near the other... I mean, I that would have been my gripe. I find when you're squeezing through tables too close together on the thigh... You know, when you get the pinched thigh from the two mm. adjacent oh, yeah. tab day. I don't like that. Mm. I had one this week. I was in a... It was more of a cafe. Yeah. Maybe a bistro, looking mm. back. And um, I thought, you know, I'm feeling a bit... Um, a bit fatigued. I, I, I'll, get, I'll get a lift. And I said, I'll, I'll, have, um, I'll have a Coca-Cola, please. Mm. And they came back, glass and can, it was that kind of delivery. Okay. Now, it's, it was March the 17th. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, the can had got um, Santa Claus on it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't happy with it. I, I don't know why um, Coca-Cola do that, to bring out the Christmas can, because yeah. come March, you're thinking, is this all right to drink this still? Yeah. <laughs> 
So I wasn't happy with that. I also, I'm not keen when sometimes I was in an Indian restaurant recently mm. and they, they put the rice and the curry on the. They, they, they arrived with them separately, oh, but yeah. then the bloke started he scooping them. No, he started himself. serving it Don't wow. get overinvolved. I hate it when they do that. Mm. Yeah. Okay, either, deli- either put it on the plate and yeah. bring it to me or put it on the separate stupid silver plates. But don't, don't, half, I don't want a halfway house. Also, yeah. I was brought up on Vesta curry from the packet. Oh, you'd never have guessed. And I follow that serving suggestion on the cover <laughs> to the letter. I still, in the poshest Indian restaurant you could ever be, I still put the rice in a circle <laughs> and put the sauce in the middle. Mm. I, and that was, that you'd mess that up. Mm. I don't like it when they come over mid-anecdote. Oh, that's on. It's on obvious bearable. I'm mid-anecdote. You're always mid-anecdote. <laughs> always mid-anecdote. Exactly. Wait. Wait your turn. Mm. I, I don't like it when um, people at the places where they say, oh, have you ever been here before? Like when they think they've got to explain how it works. Like they only Nando's. say that in a harvester gap. In Nando's yeah. as well. Well, they can't believe anyone's come back, usually. <laughs> <laughs> that's they the should theory. remember me. Yeah, they do do that, though. I don't like pie in a bowl. Oh. You know when you get pie in a bowl on the mm. plate? Oh, too, what, too much crockery. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. The Magnificent Four with Telephone Thing. Talking this is Frank of Skinner on Absolute thing. Radio. What about that? Sorry, Telephone <laughs> Thing. Oh, well, yeah, talking of... You're distributing on your iPhone uh, a photograph of the Hoover cover that we were talking about earlier. Yes, and you're all in some, in Country. shock, it looks <laughs> like. It's the most repellent thing I've ever... It's actually terrifying. Maybe we can put... Can we put it on the website, that picture? Yeah. Yeah, we'll put... I'll, I'll show yeah. you my Hoover like cover. A, it's a really bleak <laughs> art installation. <laughs> it's bleak. About the futility of life. There is something. I tell you what, they haven't done... They haven't fully stuffed... The, uh, the the neck on the on the yeah. on the country mouse, so that the head is hanging, hanging to one side. Head. Looks ashamed. It does look <laughs> profoundly ashamed. But I don't know if you if you've ever straddled a Dyson. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel great about myself. I'll be honest with you. But it is. Uh, yeah, we'll put that on the website. You can have a look at my. Um... It's disturbing. I'll get over it. <laughs> it's me sad. Um, so, did you see about the Queen Mother's record collection? There was a oh, thing yeah. in the paper about um, the music the Queen Mother was into. Oh, yeah. Was it... Um, eclectic tastes. Sorry, who, sorry who to interrupt, it? guys, quickly. Oh, uh, Bob, sorry. Bobby in Scotland, Goethe. Anyway, carry on. Mm. Bobby, that was all it yeah. said. <laughs> German literary figures. Oh, God. OK. Um, sorry, yeah, did, he, did he hear my chat and Dave? <laughs> <laughs> 176, what about Bertolt Brecht? Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Good point. <laughs> Queen Mother. I like um, that we just randomly read them out throughout the show. No, it's good. It's a good call, Bertolt <laughs> Brecht, I think. Yeah. Oh, the shark has <laughs> pretty teeth, dear. <laughs> and he shows them. Let me hear you say pearly white. Hey! Pearly no, I'm white. not going to say pearly white. Okay, I will. Go on. Um, she liked Paul, no, go on. Paul Simon. No, no, go on. <laughs> said it, pearly white. Did you? Okay, thanks. Don't make rash promises about what you're going to say and not say. (laughs) I've had enough of that with the government. (laughs) Go on. Go on. Paul Simon, she liked you can call me Al. I don't know that one. What does that go? Call me Al, you can call me Al. The Queen Mother like that. It doesn't sound anything like that. Call me Al. That's not it. 
is. Gareth, Frank, this sounds nothing like that. Can I sing it? In the Queen Mother's head, it sounded like that. Everything, everything. It's not. Everything sounded like that in the Queen Mother's head. Sorry, Frank, this is really upsetting. He's got it so wrong. Can I sing it, When a small child went up to the Queen Mother and said, I have these flowers for you, all she could hear was, call me There's no such song. If you be my bodyguard, I will be alone. Oh, I know that. Yeah, it doesn't go, call me Oh, no, it does go, call me I can call you Betty. Yeah. Yeah. Betty, you can call me. Our music radio. It's the best thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's right. It goes. It's right. I'm surprised Al Murray doesn't come on stage for that. (laughs) (laughs) He does now. Chevy Chase in the video where Chevy Chase. That's a funny. I liked I've got the article here. It says. um, Uh, blah, blah, blah. It says, her love of a tipple... This is the Queen Mother. Her love oh. of a tipple... Right, oh, I hope they don't say that about me when I'm gone. <laughs> no, her love of a tipple was reflected in Tacker Dram A Four Ye Go by Merck, a local folk band. That's one of the tracks. Wow. And an album titled Fiddler's Dram by an English group of the same <laughs> name. Oh, so, so that suggests she's some sort of an alcoholic, that she had two songs with... A, a sort of a whiskey is... So when I die, they'll say... And his love of the seasons were reflected <laughs> in the fact that he had several fall albums <laughs> and, and a book about Mike and Bernie Winters. I mean, what kind of detective work is that? Rubbish. She likes she liked Scar as well, yeah. apparently. Yeah, she Scar. Oh, Carolina. And um, Canadian yodelling. She, she, yeah. like, she, she likes Scar. She likes Scar oh, music, apparently. Carolina's not Scar. It is. It's originally song. a Scar... It's a yeah. Scar song originally. She liked the specials. Mm. She, did, she liked the special. She liked Ghost Town. She had to tour a lot of places like that. <laughs> anyway, with yeah. So it's yeah. No, I wouldn't say Carolina was Scar. I'm sorry. No, it is yeah. the original. Is, is it, actually. Oh, yeah, fine. sure it is. Yeah, try and get it out of it. <laughs> the original. The original. Call me out. Went, call Fun- me out. <laughs> Funnily enough, I was at uh, the Queen Mother's um, old house this week. Oh, uh, Clarence. Clarence house. Lovely. Yeah. Clarence the cross-eyed house. I was there. <laughs> How was it? It was uh, it was pretty exciting. I should probably tell you after the adverts, but oh, can okay. I just say before I entered the house, I was a bit early when I got there, right? Because it was a mm. bit of a it was a bit of a fancy do. I'm, I'm talking members of the royal family. <gasps> yes, and uh, before I get in, I'm a bit early, and they don't you don't you're not allowed to arrive early. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I thought I'd check my emails, and I checked my emails on my iPhone, and a thing came up, and it said something like um, Majestica. Dot web and I thought, oh my god, I'm using Prince Charles's Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get oh. any more excited than that. We only have this This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We've had some texting, Gav. Yeah, we have a um, restaurant gripe from Eustace H. Plimpsel. Oh. Eustace H. Plimpsel. It's like a character in Annie the Musical. I know him actually. He's my personal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he he's complaining about the restaurant the Hungry Horse um, has on its entrance. Find a table. I don't know if you've ever seen the Hungry Horse's entrance. <laughs> it's a dark night out. Sorry, it says it says go on. On its entrance, it says, "Find a table, choose your meal, order a drink. We'll do the rest." There is no rest unless we have to cook the stuff and perhaps wash up afterwards. That's it. That's all. But I really thought that was going to rhyme. Everything about your delivery told me that was going to rhyme. But then it says, we'll do the rest. <laughs> what was it again? Find a table, choose your meal, order a drink, we'll do the rest. Rubbish. Mm. <laughs> Rubbish. Do you remember the Fat Boy restaurants? They were a bit like Ed's Diner. Don't mm. think my family ever took me to those. Yes. <laughs> and they used, to, they used to have little cards that says, Fat Boy Says. <laughs> and and then there'd be like a quote from Fat Boy, like Fat Boy mm. says, 
cheese fries are, you know, the best treat with a chocolate milkshake. And you can see, well, I, I can wow. see how Fat Boy arrived at his current persona. <laughs> Fat Boy says, I am desperately lonely. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should have had on. Fat Boy says, heart tablets in, in my other jack, in my... Oh, oh. Anyway. Um, bring back Vesta. Best wishes, John. Looking forward to that happening. So, um, I, I was at... Um, I was at Clarence House this week, I was saying, which is now the home. It was the home of the Queen Mother, Mm -hmm. but uh, it's now the home of um, Prince Charles. Mm. And um, what is Camilla's official title? The Duchess of... Duchess of Cornwall. Cornwall. Oh, yeah, Duchess of Cornwall. So she wasn't there, but Prince Charles... It was a a reception to celebrate the 400th anniversary of the King James Bible. Now, actually, I was looking at the Fall website a couple of weeks ago, oh, yeah. and some, I noticed that I was mentioned on it, and I never normally read anything about myself on the internet, but I thought I might be all right on the Fall website. And the bloke said, I'm listening to uh, Frank Skinner's radio show. I've listened to it for a few weeks now. His favourite themes are the Fall and the King James Bible. <laughs> <laughs> a marvellous, marvellous summary of the show. So I went there. As some of you may know, I am a, a follower of the Nazarene. Mm. Anyway, um, um, Prince Charles was there. And he, 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 he came over and... Oh, uh, did he? We, we chatted. What did he say to you? Well, we chatted. Um, we chat- uh, there's a great... There's a thing I love about the royal family in, in general, and I think Prince Charles in particular, is what I would call the laugh bargain. Mm. And the thing is, the, this is the laugh bargain. Whatever mm. Prince Charles says, there's even mildly amusing you really laugh at. Oh. And whatever you say that's e- even slightly amusing, he laughs at. Right. And, you know, that, for me, is my ideal state in the world. <laughs> I, I could happily... I could have that with everyone. So you could live with him quite happily? Yeah, I could, oh, I'd easily. If he's... I mean, the, the worst spare rooms, I saw them. <laughs> I don't need, like, the Hoover cover. It was great when we went in. There was one room that just had, like, guns on the wall. And oh. uh, fabulous old... I think it was to make the Americans feel at home. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> but it was, so I said to him... I, it was, this was on... Um, the 17th, and I said, so have you had, is it on St. Patrick's Day uh, to keep the Catholics away? And um, he cracked up, he loved it. (laughs) Did he? He absolutely loved it, yeah. And then we talked about... um, How did he laugh? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll tell you something, it's a terrible thing. I know you're supposed to be all cool about it. Oh, it's actually quite exciting. I've met him before. I would be excited, I met him at the Royal Variety performance, which I think I've spoken about before, which didn't go that well. Mm. But, um, it was uh, some, It was a bit like the King's Speech live, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because there he is, he could be the next... And I did, I got a bit excited. I mean, there'll be people at home saying, you make me sick, but I don't care. It was, it was a thrill of many, many uh, variations. And we talked about... He's on YouTube at the moment, and uh, he was, we talked about YouTube comments, and I said, I don't, don't ever look at them. You'll just upset yourself. Well, I hope Prince Charles doesn't <laughs> look at YouTube comments. No, he said that he said... Precoid 69. He said, he's, uh, he said his people... Um, he said, no, he said that um, my secretary showed me some, he said, and they were, they were really nice. I said, yeah, but they would have been vetted. And he went, oh, yeah, you're probably right. I thought, oh, no, I've, br- I've brought a bit of reality into the... <laughs> I'd be lying awake all night. I said, don't, don't read reviews, nothing of that nature. And I think, he, I think he took it to heart. But the best thing was, he did a bit of a speech on the stairs, Clarence says. I have to say, I, I did really like him. He seemed mm. somewhat just exciting, you know. Prince mm-hmm. Charles, come on. Brilliant. Prince Charles, yeah. come on. I've seen him on, you know, I've seen him on stamps, and then there he is. I anyway, do- so he stood on the yeah. stairs, and then he said, anyway, good night, and he waved, and then he just went up to bed. Wow. <laughs> That's brilliant. 
<laughs> he didn't, you know, you expect him to leave by a door, but he just said goodnight, then and off, off he went. Like, and I thought, oh, it's like when you know, when you're into a party and they just can't get rid of you, and at the end they say, well, I'll go to bed. You think, oh. <laughs> and did they turn the lights off after he did? No, that? well, we didn't have chat, we were out so quick. We oh. were, uh, yeah, but, um, it's a great, one of the great exits of all time, I thought. <laughs> Much better than the entrance at the Hungry Horse. I just wondered what um, it w- would happen if Prince Charles, Charles Googled himself, and the first thing to come up is the Prince Charles Cinema. Yeah. And then number two is... Probably didn't pr- even know he owned that. <laughs> the Prince of Wales is number two. Yeah. Prince of Wales, I think he knew that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he, you know, he's no stranger to a fleur de lis. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank, we've had a text in from Yvonne in South Wales. Mm. Good morning, Frank, Emily and Gareth. Love the show every week. Oh, shouldn't read praise out. Sorry about that. And, and enjoyed Frank on the one show this week. Really made me laugh. Well, it's funny you should bring that up. Why? I, I, it was a bit of a dark, a dark night for me in many ways. Really? Oh. Um, oh, I think it's quite a good show. Well, well no, it, it's, it's an interesting. They, they phoned me up and they said, right, so um, what we're going to do, we're going to do a Japanese earthquake, you're going to eat insects, and then we'd like you to do a, a George Formby-style song about the terms and conditions for our competition. I thought, this is the one show. <laughs> <laughs> Variety. And um, I was all set for the... You know, you know um, uh, Matt, the, the guy, the, mm. the main guy on there, who, uh, who said to David Cameron, yeah, um, yeah. how do you sleep? So uh, I was, there was tension in the air. They're still oh, in the, yeah. In the hot, hot mat. In case he goes uh, in for the kill. Yeah, he actually looked at me and said, where do you sleep? Oh. Which I, I didn't think was... Anyway, was, I had a, a traumatic thing, because mm. we were eating the insects. There were, there were maggots and, uh, and, and um, you know, locusts, ants, cheesy ants. I'm fine with all that. I'll, mm. eat, I'll eat anything. Mm. Okay. And... Um, and then um, the, main, the, the insect man said, oh, have, a, have a scorpion. Oh, yeah. So I had a scorpion, and I said, uh, I said, it's quite big. It still had the sting on. And I said, oh. um, I said, um, it, it, for me, I, I know that. It's got a sort of a... He said, oh, yeah, they're soaked in vodka. <gasps> well, as you may know, I haven't oh. had a drink since September the 24th, 1986, and I'm a recovering alcoholic. And I thought, am I <laughs> going to end up on waste ground... <laughs> With 15 plastic carrier bags shouting at people, yes, I, this happened to me because I had an alcoholic scorpion <laughs> on the one show. Is that what my life is destined to be? Oh, but I thought Frank. it was quite a big... So now, of course, I've, I've prided myself on, on not lapsing over that period. But now mm. I've had a vodka scorpion. I'm thinking, well, I might, if I went out and had 12 pints a mile tonight... Oh, Frank, it, don't you know. say that. I, no. don't, I, I don't think it's quite a drink. No, it doesn't count. It I sounds like a drink, doesn't it? I'll have a vodka, vodka <laughs> scorpion, please. How much they're going to sting you for that? Well, I, yeah, it was... Oh, uh, Frank, vodka doesn't count, darling. That's what my mother was used to say to me. <laughs> <Really>? um, <laughs> but, Frank, do you... She was at her best at breakfast. <laughs> I always thought that. Um, oh, Frank, I'm sorry you had that. That's oh, terrible. Was... Did you complain? Um, well, On I air. did a bit, but I, uh, I think uh, I think Matt seemed genuinely. I, I was in a way. I was He's so nice happy. Man. I was so happy. Brandreth wasn't there. Nothing could spoil my night. But um, <laughs> there were fabulous <laughs> questions. Speaking of vodka soaked scorpions, fabulous <laughs> questions. Very <laughs> 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 hey, good. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. We're near the end. I fear. Mm. But before we go, I think Gareth has an announcement to make. 
thought you weren't going to tell anyone. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, um, me and Laura having another baby. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's absolutely marvellous news. One, yes. So exciting. It, it is. He's a dark horse, isn't he? Mm. If you mm. saw him in the street, you'd think, no way. But <laughs> out, so how, how many more now before you can live completely off benefit? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what, that's what, that's the question the country's asking. Yeah. But the balance, the balance is that how many, you know, having enough so that you can survive before you get the full benefit... And we, were, we had the scan yesterday and we were very scared it was twins because that would be, you know... Couldn't afford twins. Game over, pretty much. OK, you could have just so. not let one out. <laughs> eBay, I was thinking. <laughs> oh, God. But I'll no, um, there's oh, one of them and nice he looks very healthy. Baby and baby in the radio family. Mm. Yeah, and it's... it's, it's it, cause it, I think you're just trying to save him money by the sound. <laughs> you just <laughs> didn't want to waste all those clothes you'd bought for Easter. Yeah, yeah better get not someone we can hand down to. Anyway, look, um, you can uh, listen to Not The Weekend podcast. You can download that on Wednesday. That's a completely different kettle of fish altogether, but it's us three talking in a small room. Um, I'm off to see um, West Bromwich Albion hopefully wipe the floor with Arsenal. I'm told it's a good time to play Arsenal. That's what I've been told. (laughs) Hmm. Okay, so uh, have a lovely weekend and week, and we love you all. And I think we'll go out and wet the baby's head. Mm. Whether I can hit it from here is is a is a good question. <laughs> okay, goodbye. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Trebor Softmints, bringing a softer, mintier feel to your Saturday morning. Absolute.